Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, good day, everybody. Uh, welcome to the We Miss Marty podcast, a podcast about Frazier and Laura. Yes. I think we're getting, we've gotten the double digits this week, right? This is episode yeah. 10. No, this is nine. Oh, nine. Okay, next week. Yeah. Well, well hey, we've got nine episodes in. We were doing a Seinfeld podcast, which isn't dead, but thanks to uh, Netflix holding off Seinfeld for a while. Uh, Seinfeld's on hiatus right now, but we're into Frasier, and we're almost to episode 10. We're, we're rolling along. Yes, we are. And I think this episode, I, as I was watching it, I kind of kind of felt like this might be the first one where it's not like a learning experience for them, yeah. you know, or for us about them. It's more you know, development of an actual situation and what happens and how it goes. Well, I mean, you know, long time watches the show, you say, what's BB's origin story? Like you think about like these Avengers movies, you know, what's the origin story of these characters? And we get quite the origin story for BB, right? You know, it's funny. I, I didn't realize that she was on this early. Mm -hmm. You know, I, when I, when I was watching it just out of, for fun, I didn't pay attention to what season anything was or, you know, how far we were or anything. Um, so I, for some reason, I just didn't realize how she was in it so long, you know? Yeah. First season, first few episodes, really. Yeah, very interesting. So lots to talk about with BB as the show goes on. Uh, let's first start talking about the opening episode where, um, you know, lots of uh, phone calls. It starts with Frazier's um, radio show. Interesting. Um, you got Roger coming on telling a very boring story. I, I can't even remember exactly what the story was about, but it definitely was boring. And, you know, Frazier cuts him off saying, you know, how boring that story was. I, I love that first part of the episode. He bought a boat and he wanted to name it something, and his wife wanted to name it Lula Bell. Mm -hmm. That was terrible. And what did Fraser think? So he, uh, Fraser, went into great detail about how little he cared about the problem he was having. <laughs> Which, I mean, you don't want to berate your callers, but I guess, you know, if not, Oh, Roger's going to be talking for a half hour and you're going to lose all your listeners. So I guess Pedro yeah. thought he had to go there. <laughs> hey, I thought it was good. I thought it was opening. Um, you didn't see happen to see who was Roger and recognize the voice. 
I did. Oh. Carl Reiner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say anybody we recognize, but yeah, it's clear, yeah. obviously, we recognize Carl. You know, it's funny. I thought it was Jay Leno, but yeah, mm -hmm. Carl Reiner. The farther I got in. <laughs> Very good. Well, yeah, a great opening to the episode. And then, you know, Franchel goes from there. Um, it's commercial time. And, you know, apparently he wasn't sure what he was reading. They gave him something to read. It was an ad for a Chinese restaurant. Uh, Fraser, you know, says, hey, we've got technical problems. He talks to Roz about it. You know, it's funny. We're in the media, too. Now, obviously, the nature of what we do, we're not going to have um, ad deals. Um, I understand. You know, I think the show is marked by Fraser overreacting to a bunch of stuff. But as a media person, I understand where Fraser's coming from. I mean, we don't get ad deals ourselves and what we do in journalism. But I would feel weird. I mean, we talked beforehand about a moral issue I was having with a story I was writing. And, you know, I would feel the same if I was asked to promote something I didn't really believe in. So, I, uh, you know, Frazier overreacts sometimes if I totally got him in this episode. I did, yeah. Um, I... I'm trying to like I'm trying to decide what but how how weird I thought it was. Because um it seems like something that he would be all over, you know, right. for the money, you know. Because you know, he wants to be known as somebody who is like a huge influencer, you know. Mm -hmm. So I mean and then the other one other thing that bothered me about this particular thing especially the Chinese restaurant one, was later in the episode when he was talking to Bibi. He said to Bibi that he has been there many times and I really enjoy their food. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, well, if you've been there many times and you enjoy their food, why did you have to, why did you have to go there and you were so concerned about it, you know? Or so, maybe... Maybe he accepted it to a point where he was like, oh, I've been there many times. Yeah, I'm okay. Kind of past. I don't know. Well, or you could look at it from the aspect of, you know, Frazier got more comfortable with his role as an ad pitchman. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been there before. It's fine. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. he hasn't been there enough. Where at the beginning of the episode, the thought of endorsing something he was 100% in favor of kind of freaked him out. Yeah. And I mean, I got to say, I mean, we do uh, affiliate deals here on this show. Um, I can't say I'm a hundred percent favor of. I mean, I don't think anybody's hundred percent favor of anything, but you know, I kind of look at it as, hey, if I feel comfortable with the product, we'll have it as a affiliate advertiser. Maybe Fraser went overboard because I think, especially at the beginning of the episode, he kind of felt that he had to be a hundred percent in favor of everything. But yeah. you notice that when he does do the Chinese ad after they check it out, I mean, he goes off about. Oh, it's so succulent. It's so wonderful. It's so great. Where it's almost like he had to feel that everything was so great for him to talk about. It. Maybe. Yeah. Um, one aspect of this situation with the Chinese place that made me laugh, you know, is this. I mean, this is only episode nine. And this is at least the second time where he tried to drop his name and it didn't mean a thing. <laughs> well, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They were just yeah. said 10. They got a 945. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But um, it's just the end, you know, his, um, his, you know, plea at the beginning when he first was going to call for a reservation. He's like, oh, I don't want to get special treatment. It lasted about four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because I, in a previous job to the one I have now, um, I used to do restaurant reviews. Yeah. And um, I never, I, I mean, I'll be honest, the place where I was working didn't have like, um, didn't have a lot of restaurants where you needed a reservation. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't have to worry about that part, but you know, I, there was no way at the time I, I wrote a lot. My mugshot was with all of the reviews and I also had a weekly column. And so people, some people knew who I was, some didn't, I didn't make any kind of, you know, I didn't try to hide who I was, you know, and I treat, I treated, you know, restaurant reviews as, you know, I am, I mean, it's kind of the same way I treat all my regular work, you know, as a, as an editor and a reporter, right. um, I am someone who, you know, when I walk in, when I walked in, I was anyone, you know what I mean? I was every person who ever ate there, you know? So I, my experience, they would have treated, they treated me the same way they would have treated somebody else. So my experience was, you know, pretty representative of how people would be treated. You know, did, so. did their reaction to you, like, say you walked in a place, they didn't recognize you right away from their column, mm -hmm. but say you walked in and maybe it was that you had a notebook out and you were taking notes while you're eating and they're like, oh my gosh, she's a reviewer. Did, did that freak people out a little bit? Just going, wow, hopefully we this is okay. We don't want her to critique us or something. No, I never, I, I never really had a reaction. I'll be honest. Um, Part of it is part of the reason why is because I used to put everything on my phone. Mm -hmm. You know, I would type stuff in, so it kind of looked like I might have been texting or something. You know? Yeah, that looks a lot less. <laughs> yeah, if you're coming up with a, a, tons of huge notebooks, it'd be different. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I there were two of us who did the reviews, and I mm -hmm. tended to go to I I tended to go to the places that were a little um, like more mundane places, you know, so it yeah. was, it might have been places where, you know, they weren't really necessarily reading the paper, you know. <laughs> no, no Cigar Levong and Willoughby or anything else like that. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, they were all, you know, reasonable places. I mean, there were yeah. people that were not great, but, you know, they were, I mean, I treated them all fairly because I, I always, to me, I've never been somebody who, um, who likes, who, you know, was a fan of the idea that when you go and it's not great, you give them another chance, you know, because, right. you know, the next person who was dining there after me um, was not going to get the second chance, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It, well, it, it kind of makes me a little off topic, but it kind of makes you think about what would life be? I mean, when we first started working together, it was, um, you know, cell phones were just starting. I don't think people were texting quite as much on them. So, you know, uh, 
travel reviewers, I think of our travel review that we had uh, at the time and, you know, food reviews and music reviews and whatever, you had to bring the notebook in, you know, he couldn't yeah. really do much of anything else. So yeah, kind of, kind of fun how time changes. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, when Frazier, when they later checked out the hot tub place, you know, Frazier was very interested in what Daphne and Marty said in terms of what do you like it or not. Um, the Chinese place, I don't know. I mean, limited show, I guess you couldn't film everything. But they came back and they apparently all liked it. So, you know, Frazier was willing to go ahead and give them the positive endorsement. Oh, I, I've got to bring this up. Let's head back a little bit. So, you know, Frazier has reservations about, you know, doing the initial ad for the Chinese place. <laughs> so Bulldog runs in. And... <laughs> I, it was crazy. I mean, I know what you're gonna say. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure back when this episode first aired, people were like, ooh, that's kind of a weird thing to, for Bulldog to do. But she's a pretty thick Chinese accent. My goodness, here in 2021, I'm like cringing. I'm like, oh no, yeah. I felt like my TV was going to explode or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. And you know, it's funny. Even back then. I mean, you know, they try and inject some comedy in there, but I can't believe Bulldog kept his job. I mean, yeah, this wasn't cancel culture cringeworthy. This was, oh my gosh, I can't believe you went that far. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was. I mean, he seemed to have a reputation for doing that on those commercials, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably wasn't. I mean, she, um, Roz did say, "Oh, we're going to get sued for sure on this one." Right. So. Well, and you got to understand back then. It was clear that one was over the top. But, right. I mean, if you're going to ask him to do that kind of stuff, that's what you're going to get. That's who that person is, you know? Right. Well, and, you know, it's back when the shock talk or shock yeah. jock era where, yeah. you know, that, that was a little bit more. Yeah. I, it did strike me <laughs> a little over the top. But again, comedy show. Yeah. That's what they wanted to do in the 90s. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It, it was very yeah. interesting. All right. Um, so, okay, what what's next? So, yeah, I mean, Frazier comes back to the um, apartment, and this is what they're trying to figure it out. I, I like uh, Frazier's back and forth with Eddie, you know. Um, <laughs> he took down the tennis ball, so Frazier hit the wall, uh, dented his car, and I, I liked how Marty was like, hey, throw the ball. Eddie will go get it. So Frazier opens the door. You got the ledge, you know, his little terrace outside the apartment, and, and Frazier throws the ball over the side, and thankfully Eddie doesn't jump over the side of the apartment to go Eddie get it. Eddie wasn't going to fall for that one. Right. <laughs> Eddie's too smart. But, you know, that that was 20. Hopefully the ball didn't hurt anybody. I mean, that was about 20 floors. <laughs> yeah. We didn't see what happened if the ball hit a car or something down low. Yeah. Um. That's um, led into an interesting moment with Daphne, um, where again, you know, Daphne has a moment where she shows that you know she might be the she might actually be the smartest person on the show, you know, mm -hmm. um, with her, you know, her question to him about what he does for a living. You know, you said um, you dedicated your life to helping others. Mm -hmm. and, um, you uh isn't this you know somebody might be wondering what is a good place to eat and you just be offering them your opinion 
right. just what you do, you know. So once again, Daphne, you know, out of nowhere, after the um, the Dr. Sneezy remark, <laughs> saves herself with you know pretty pretty strong advice, you know. Yeah, it, it, and what a role that Daphne plays. I mean, you know, Fraser had his dad around at the time, but man, you lean on people who give you advice. I have a friend of mine come Friday night, we went to see a concert, and it was great. I was writing a business email and wasn't sure what to write, and the friend just stepped in to help me out. It wasn't a big deal, but yeah, it's good that people can lean on. And I think, I mean, I would say this kind of set up, this helps set up their relationships and everything, and you quickly see that, yeah, Daphne is always up for a joke and everything, but it's a way that it sets up a good relationship between them, you know, down the road. Um, yeah. Getting back to where we were at before, the hot tub. So, you know, the Chinese restaurant, they come back, they're doing the, re the, the review, Fraser loves it, and then it shows them going to the hot tub. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, hot tub places around here, Again, I haven't looked for hot tub since COVID, so I'm not sure if you can crawl in the uh, hot tub store hot tub right now. But, yeah. you, you know, people could check out hot tubs. I thought it was kind of funny that they were in, in their swimsuits in the hot tub as customers were milling around. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Um, and, you know, Frazier thought he saw a guy from his apartment. So he snuck under the water and uh, you know, they Daphne's like, hey, you know, it's not him. And, you know, Mari's like, hey, let him just go down there. It's more quiet now. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. Yeah, that, I mean, I have to say, I've never really, I think I've been in a hot tub in my life maybe once at a, like a, like a hotel that had a hot tub next to the pool, you know. And so I don't know that much about him, but I've never... I've never been under the impression that sitting in a hot tub is a way that people go about buying it. Yeah. And, I, but I'm, you know, on the other hand, I'm thinking, you know, this is a guy who is trying to decide whether he wants to advertise it, that they might let him do it, you know, but the other aspect of it <laughs> that takes me to the other direction that man, did that hot tub place have a lot of business. Oh, yeah. In the evening, you know? Yeah. Many hot tub. I mean, again, never looked for one, but I'm going to guess that there's not that many people looking for a hot tub, you know, at, at one time. <laughs> there is a playground hot tub store. I live here in the Columbus, Ohio area. Okay. Where it's funny. You can look for playground equipment at the same time, let your kids play on the playground equipment. There's a couple mm -hmm. bucks and my nine-year-old loves that place. There is a hot tub place adjoining. I'm assuming it's the same business. Uh, my daughter loves hot tubs. She wants dad to buy her a hot tub. So she'll run around in there and she'll try to get in. But but I've never seen anybody else in that part of the store. And, and again, maybe it's a different time for business and everything. Yeah. And Lauren, maybe this is pre-COVID. You know, we're so used to COVID mandates and what we're able to do and not to do. But yeah, you're right. That was a, a busy story. I, I'm not familiar with stories being that busy. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It just seems unusual. But again, yes. I don't know. I might be off base. 
we're we're living in a different time. Well, I'll take I'll take it a step further too. Hey, a hot tub if you're there with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, great. It's a nice you know romantic spot to hang out at. Um, if you're with your kids, great. It's a nice spot to have family time. My daughter loves hanging out in the hot tubs and everything. I'm sorry, Laura. I'm not getting in a hot tub even in a store or with other people. Um. My wife, you know, if we go to a hotel together and there's not a hot tub in the room, you know, she'll want to go swimming. And, like, we'll sit in a hot tub if there's availability. I don't like when anybody else gets in the hot tub. I feel weird when it's, like, <laughs> it's yeah. it's supposed to be a more individualized thing with your loved one, with your kids. I don't yeah. want being in a hot tub with people I don't know or, or say, you know, there was a worker or friend outing where everyone got in the hot tub. It just seems weird. I don't know. Yeah, it, that, to be honest with you, that might be one of the main reasons that I don't go in the hot tubs. It's the idea of sharing that kind of space. But when I was a kid, I used to go to the pool oh, yeah. all day, you know, so it's. Uh... I remember the first time I think I was ever in a hot tub. Um, my and my dad was a pastor, and he gets invited over to a friend's house. You know, the family had kids. My dad had me and my sister and brother. He invites us over, and we he's like, "Oh, you guys all get gotta get in the hot tub." So it was a huge hot tub, and we had their family, our family, and just sitting there, even as a young guy, it just felt strange. It was really weird. Yeah. So I, that's a ramble hot tub. So hey, remember that from <laughs> the program. Um, so we get to so we meet BB. You know, if you've seen other parts of the show, BB is as expected. She wants a client. She wants business. She's uh, starting to talk to Fraser, and it's fun just seeing how Fraser develops. Maybe you could say where originally, you know, Frazier had standards and everything, but BB was like, Hey, you want your son to go to college? You know, it costs a lot. You know, you, you can make money. And it got to the point where now, you know, BB has this deal for a TV five figure deal. Mm -hmm. If, if uh, Frazier could advertise nuts, and, you know, Frazier's like, Oh, it's not, I'm not comfortable off from a health standpoint. I'm not comfortable with other things. And, you know, he almost does it, and he would have had to walk out of the shell. I liked how Niles stepped up, uh, was that good um, conscious. Uh, Niles was ribbing Frazier because Frazier didn't want to sell out, and Niles was like, hey, you sold out when you took that radio show. But uh, So even though Niles was kind of ribbing him a little bit, Niles did provide some good advice for him. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> It was it was interesting. I mean, B, and the thing about BB is, she's you know she can get people like whirled up into a frenzy, you know, and you know move them to her opinion pretty quickly and pretty easily. And she wasn't even that bad in this episode. She wasn't her normal BB self, you know. Yeah. Like when she like my favorite moments with BB are when um, she's trying to quit smoking. Yeah. And they were like rolling around on the floor trying to get the cigarettes from each other. You know, yeah. so she's, I mean, she gets way worse. So I don't know. It's, you know, he just, he's, he's kind of the person. I mean, it shows, it, it shows somewhat in the, 
the moment where um, he shows up at Cafe Nervosa with Niles with the the uh, paper towel around his neck. And he's yeah. like, well, he told me I could take it off. So I didn't, you know? Yeah. He just wants to make everybody happy, you know? Yes, yes. So it's, it's an, I mean, it's an interesting thing. You know, there's a lot of, you know, I, these are the kind of things that, you know, come up for professional people all the time, these kinds of questions, you know? I mean, there's ethics questions every single day in our jobs, you know, that we do. And, you know, he has like, you know, probably pages and pages worth of ethics rules right. you know, that, um, that he has to worry about. So. Kind of funny. I mean, a comedy show, I, they weren't ridiculing Joyce Brothers, but my goodness, at the end, <laughs> you know, Frazier doesn't take the um, pitch spot and Joyce Brothers steps in. Yeah. I mm -hmm. wonder she, how Joyce felt. I mean, she was on the show, so I'm sure she was okay with it, but yeah. she was a good sport, I guess. You know, it's interesting when you think about it like that, because she's a psychiatrist in real life. Yeah. She went on Frazier's show and did that commercial, you know, that he, the character was trying, you know, trying to figure out if he should do. So, you know, that on some level, that's a lesson for Frazier. But, um, I mean, I, I like, you know, Marty was, um, Marty was with Frazier in the beginning. You know, he's like, if you don't, if, you know, try it. If you don't like it, you don't do the commercial. You know, and yeah. then he's like, knock it off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> with your worries. Why are you yeah. so worried about everything? <laughs> I feel like I'm like Frazier. I, I tend to worry about some stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's. Very good. So, yeah, because like you, you know, he kind of got Martin's and Marty's bad side, and you know, Marty's like, "Oh, I hated that commercial for the hot tub." And yeah, yeah, Marty walks away before you even realize, you know, was Marty just exasperated because Stranger was pushing him? I, I, I think that's what it tended more to be. But you never saw Marty come back and say, "Oh, I didn't like that because of this." It was more, you know, I think I think Stranger was pushing too hard. And I've done that, <laughs> so I, I could be like Fraser that way. So very good. And um, any other thoughts? I, 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 good episode. Uh, we were talking beforehand comparing this to Seinfeld. Um, you know, Seinfeld's got tons of stuff going on, but it's it doesn't really get into <clears throat> depth a little bit. And you raised a good point before we start taping. Was hey, you know, this gets more deeper. You know. Mm -hmm. And so even though there wasn't as much going on, I mean, you know, sometimes I feel it's very difficult to keep our samples uh, discussions a half hour because there's so much you got buzzed through. But, you know, Frazier, you know, there's not as much stuff, and I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a different kind of I – mean, we were talking earlier. I, I, I think this is a different type of conversation. Um that um i mean like I'm sorry, I, I don't mean this in any way like inappropriately or anything or you know bashing seinfeld but you know in seinfeld a lot of our discussion was you know what is you know who has the worst line worst moment worst act of the week you know and these are like way way different conversations where there's yeah you know, ethical and, you know, concerns about, you know, relationships and, 
and that was just how soon are they going to break up and how you know you know how can you believe they did this to that person you know yeah and even though they're (laughs) silly i mean all of them have quirks it's not as over the top (laughs) as you see with um seinfeld you know in terms of fraser yeah um by the way there's a moment um there's a piece of trivia related to this show this episode okay at the end if you stay to the end of the episode where fraser you know pops up from the water um and i I, again i'm just quoting what i saw on imdb that apparently that episode is the only episode that those closing moments had any sound you know the rest of them like when they're like doing like the dog is doing something or Daphne is doing something or you know like when they're running around sneaking around doing stuff you know what I'm talking about at the very end of the episode yeah yeah um it's usually like the music from you know the theme music playing and apparently this episode is the only one where that moment has sound because it was him coming up from the water that gasp for air Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, and I don't know. Maybe they wanted everyone to feel like Fraser was okay. Like it wasn't like they were killing him off at the end or something. I liked that. I I had the first couple times I saw it. I liked that they put it in because it was like, oh, at least you know, this. They were like trying to say how long he was under the water, even though we know it wasn't that long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It it makes me think of a two. Two and a half men episode where, yeah. um, you know, they had a hot tub scene where uh, the brother, and I, I'm blanking on his name right now, uh, John, John Cryer. John Cryer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's with his ex wife in the hot Alan. tub. Alan. Yeah, Alan. Jeez, I should know that. And, um, you know, the son walks in and, you know, he they don't want to see. Uh, it, his son, you know, since they were having a moment in the hot tub, so she shoves him under the hot tub for like three or four different times, and uh, he jokes that he saw his dead grandma. So I, it kind of reminded me of that episode. So I don't know, very interesting. So, all right, anything else about Frazier? Uh, I think we're good. Next week, we're on to um, the office gossip episode. Yes, one of my favorite parts of it is Chopper Dave. I love Chopper Dave. Oh, he's yelling uh, to everybody. The radio station where he constantly is yelling. Yeah, <laughs> and you would think too. And again, different time. Um, you know, Bulldog is in some job trouble at the time. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that next week. Yeah. Um, it's funny to see what what will happen. So, who knows? All right. Well, Laura, I'm getting a ton of messages, um, and so, Mine too, actually, yeah, I think I need to head out. But um, thanks for the, for, as always, for the Fraser conversation. Um, like I said, next week, gossip, and we're going to see how. Well, the, gossip, name the, the name of the episode is "Oops." Oops, yeah, yeah. but definitely an episode about gossip. Somebody's yeah. losing a job so, mm-hmm. next week, and we'll let you know who it is. And obviously, you can check out the episode on the Hulu DVD or however you take in your Seinfeld. Uh, it's episode one, um, series one, 
Season 1, Lauren, Episode 10. All right. Well, for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the We Miss Morning podcast. We'll be back next week. Have a good one. All right. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.